So the big question is, how do healthcare experts like you generate more income, impact more people, and create businesses that work around their lifestyle and serve their family? If you want the answer to that question, then you're in the right place at the right time. Whether you are a physical therapist, a dietitian, an occupational therapist, a chiropractor, MD, or other healthcare expert, this is for you. My name is Javier Carlin, and welcome to Healthcare Business Radio. Join me and follow along as I learn, apply, and share the top business growth strategies that I'm currently using to grow my own business and to help you grow yours, using only the best insights and advice from top industry leaders. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Healthcare Business Radio. This is your host, Dr. Javier Carlin. And today I'm excited to bring you a very special guest, Dr. Katie Gatica. Did I get it? No. Gatica. 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 We practiced. I was so close. I okay. knew it. I was focused so much on it that I knew I was going to mess that up, but it's okay. all good. So, Katie is a physical therapist and owner of Katie Gatica PT. Katie built a six-figure business twice while pregnant, raising four kids and running her coaching and consulting business at the same time. Today, she's going to share with us what it takes to start your own business and be successful at it quickly while balancing having a family and life outside of work. So if you're curious on how she's been able to do that, then you're in the right place at the right time because she's going to share her story. And Katie, if you don't mind just diving into a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So I've been a physical therapist since 2013, started out with the typical get a job and pay your dues kind of thing, right? (laughs) Got married, started having kids, and I worked in a a wide variety of different settings. I've done it all. I'm one of those who like, I think I get bored easily (laughs) and I need like stimulation, right? So I've done the, you know, like acute care and long-term care and inpatient, outpatient. I've done ortho, I've done school-based, and now I'm in my own practice that's focused on pediatrics and little bit of women's health on the side. Um, so just working in the system, right? Like I worked at a hospital for a few years doing outpatient ortho. And honestly, I'm one of those PT, I'm sorry for those PTs who love ortho. It is not my thing. Like I, um, really didn't enjoy it and just the high volume and the high pressure and was really burnt out for like a lot of different reasons, just not enjoying what I was doing. And then also not having enough like energy at the end of the day to come home and be with my kids and give them the time and energy and love that they deserved and that I wanted to give them. I was just burnt out and it was spilling over into my personal life. So there was a moment where a change needed to be made. And long story short, I started my own practice. So now I'm here and doing my own thing. I've been doing this for several years and doing pediatrics and exploring just all the other interests that I have and love to do and have the time and space and um, liberty to explore and life is amazing. (laughs) That's, that's so amazing. And so I know, you know, we we were talking about this uh, before and you basically, you built your business and then you moved and had to rebuild it in a new 
in a new city. Is that right? I did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So when I started it the first time, um, it really was a gradual process. I was still had my full-time W-2 job and I started some independent contracting um, for the local school district kind of in combination. And then it was on the side and then I transitioned to being an independent contractor completely. And then being in the school system and having this caseload of kids who didn't get services over the summer, I was like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> and so a lot of opportunities um, came along and I came, I was uh, discovering gradually how I could start serving the patients that I really loved serving on my own terms. Right. And that ended up growing into my own cash and it was cash-based at first and successful practice and quit every other kind of job that I had and went into that full time. And then, um, and then we had to move because my husband is, he's a pilot and we needed to be closer to this big city for him to have a job. And so left that and this, so this was in February, 2020. If we all think about what was going on at that time, it was like the worst time to move, but this was before the, everything hit the fan. Right. So we moved and, um, he was expecting to get a job as a pilot. We actually moved before he had a job lined up. Um, he was in the process of applying. We had put our house on the market. We sold it, moved. We're like, okay, we're here now go get a job. And it wasn't my intention to have to rebuild my practice. I mean, that's probably what I was, I didn't, didn't really have a plan at the time. Um, but that was probably what was going to end up happening gradually again, but it was the plan was for him to get the steady job and for me to take care of our three kids with one on the way. Right. But COVID and all the airlines like shut down or went bankrupt, right? So he didn't get a job for many, many months and it was up to me to pay the rent. So I was like, okay, I have to rebuild this from the ground up. And it was a, yeah, it was a brand new city. Nobody knew me. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any connections. So it, um, but I had no choice. And I think, I hope we talk a little bit about um, mindset and how important that is when you're creating and building your own business, but it was do or die. <laughs> so, um, and I built it up really quickly. Um, that was February and yeah, I had a, I had a six figure year that first year in 2020 and just growing this year in 2021. That's incredible. Crazy. What happened at that point in time too, mm -hmm. where your husband thought, you know, Oh, I definitely have a job lined up. We're good. And then boom, and everything changed for you. But I think that's an incredible, you know, segue into, oh, there's so many different, different directions we can go with this. But since you did mention mindset, I think we should start there. Um, as I think that's probably the starting point for everyone uh, mm -hmm. going into business for themselves, because it is, you know, it encompasses so many different areas and so many new skill sets uh, that we have to learn, so many new challenges that we're not used to going through. And, and if we don't have that mindset as a prerequisite, you know, it's going to be really tough. So I, I'm curious, yeah, you know, when we're talking about mindset, what was it, the mindset that you had to have, you know, going into your new practice and even, even the first time around, uh, what are, what are some key mindset, you know, pieces of advice that you would give? So many yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for hours. Um, I mean, as you're asking me that question, I'm thinking about, um, the difference between 
kind of the first time, the first round and the second round, um, and just how my mindset was different, you know, and I, I totally get and empathize with those who are, um, like scared basically in that starting out phase or not even starting out and just kind of, um, afraid to even think about what it might be like to leave the security of the nine to five with the benefits and all these things that we think are so important. Um, I was in that I took too long to leave my job because the benefits and the secure paycheck. And, um, I thought that that was, it had more weight than it really should have when it comes to your mental health. Right. Um, and it's just, it's scary because it's unknown. Um, so there's the aspect of courage, right? Like, are you going to let fear control you and your destiny, or are you going to be courageous and take destiny into your own hands and be radically responsible for your own life, right? Not just the choices that you make, but the, the consequences of those choices. And sure, it can be scary, but it's scarier, I think, to um, come to the end of your life and look back and regret the what if, right? So there's that, that I had to go through and simply choose courage, um, and explore the what ifs and explore the, um, what if I do succeed? Right. I think we're all afraid because we have this thought, well, what if it doesn't work? And really a lot of mindset stuff, um, that I coach and teach other therapists and other healthcare practitioners who are running to start out is, um, recognizing the mindset for what it is and how it's limiting you. And what you have to do when it's limiting you is flip it around, right? Like, what if it doesn't work? What if I fail? Well, what if it does? <laughs> like, what if you're radically successful? Um, and that's where your focus needs to be. So going from that and not knowing if I was going to be able to make it work and be able to, and I was the primary breadwinner back then as well. I am now still, but, um, you know, it's, it's scary thinking, what if I fail? What if I'm not able to feed my children kind of thing? Like, but then what if I succeed and what if I'm happy doing what I'm doing? And what if I'm able to come home and have energy and the emotional bandwidth, um, to be with my kids? And what if I have the freedom to go take vacations whenever I want and not have to beg and bid for time, you know, all the things, all the dreams that you have, like, what if it does work out? And then I think the big difference with this um, second time around building my business is having learned a lot of those things and having um, already established certain mindsets that were serving me well, this time it was like, this is the only option, right? There was no going back. I mean, because there was no, like I'd made that decision a long time ago. There's no way I'm going back to a nine to five. There was nowhere there's to no go. Way. Yeah. No, like there's no other option. It may have like, there may have been a fleeting thought that passed through my brain. Like uh, I could get a job, but that was like quickly squashed because I knew for me personally, for my own, for Katie, that was not an option. Um, and just knowing like you have to make it work and kind of the pressure um, can actually really help you be successful. Cause you're like this, I have no other option. My attention is on this fully. My intention isn't divided between like, you know, having half of a foot still back in the door in a job or whatever that is that you're still holding on to that's keeping you back. Like that wasn't there. So it's like full steam ahead and knowing things that work to not only run a business efficiently, but to go out and build relationships and get referrals and find new patients and 
all that skill set, the confidence to be able to go out into a brand new world in a brand new city and just start doing that, right? Start meeting people and start adding value to your community and start building your practice that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as you were, you were mentioning that, um, one of the things that came to mind that I think a lot of people would benefit from is, you know, knowing what you knew and from the experience when you started the first practice and, and built that and grew that, you know, it sounds like the second time around, you were able to have success at a much faster rate. And I'm curious if you had to break it down to the top, let's say top three activities, top three main leverage points that you really focused on as you were starting and growing that second practice, um, what would you say those were? As far as like marketing activities? Yeah, to really grow as as fast as you were able to. Mm, Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I went out and started talking to potential referral sources. Mm. And I mean, there's strategy there that we can get into. Um, You know, it's not just going and saying, hey, will you send me your patients, right? It really is about relationship building and adding value to those people that you're wanting to have kind of a reciprocal, mutually beneficial relationship, right? So going out and seeing what I can um, add to them and that sometimes was just a conversation with a doctor because they only had two minutes, right? <laughs> and having, you know, talking about like, okay, what do you do and what do you love about your job and um, what can I help you with and how can I help you better serve your patients and getting referrals that way. And then on the other hand, sometimes it's, um, I love giving um, like education and seminars and classes and things like that, both to providers and to um, just the community. So that was another big thing that I did, especially since I had time and I had done this a lot before. So it was, I already had material to go out with and just implement. Right. Um, So I did that. I was offering to do in services again, on kind of on the pediatric side, like here's how we can do some screens for torticollis and plagiocephaly and giving them tools to the providers for them to be better equipped to serve their patients, right? Giving them little like screens and even teaching them how they can teach their patients, like how to do range of motion with your infant um, or like pelvic floor stuff, like how to actually do a Kegel correctly, (laughs) things like that. So I I was doing a lot of that, um, just like value adding. So in services and then community classes, Again, I did like a women's health three-hour seminar thing where you come and learn how to do these exercises correctly so you can stop peeing your pants when you sneeze (laughs) and then getting a lot of clients that way. And then, you know, I actually ventured into some online stuff, which I hadn't done a lot of before, which I attribute to my previous town being a very small town and already having personal connections with basically everybody in that town. (laughs) Small, small coastal town in Alaska. There's nowhere to go. You literally know everybody. So being in this new, um, bigger city, I, yeah, started doing some online, like social media stuff. And, um, that was working pretty well as well. So, you know, and I love that you asked for three. I usually, um, recommend when you are creating a marketing plan, to have a three-pronged plan. Um, and one is going to be like online, one is going to be referral sources, and one is going to be like direct to consumer. So direct to, to your patients. And then you experiment, you see what's working well, you take data points, data informed decisions, right? See what's working well and ramp that up, see what's not working well and tweak it or drop it. Um, so yeah, starting somewhere and then measuring your growth and scaling where 
where you need to scale. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's so key kind of uh, narrowing down to the top three activities, like you had mentioned, uh, and having those three prongs where you're really focusing your attention on that. And it's so easy with everything that's out there and it all works, right? But it's so easy to have that shiny object syndrome mm-hmm. and start trying a little bit of everything. And then you get a lot of nothing back. <laughs> <in return. laughs> yeah. So, so I love, I love that you said that. Um, I think that that's so key uh, for everyone to, to really uh, hone in on, especially in the early stages, because it can be, can definitely be overwhelming. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, one of the, something that we were talking about before we, we started today's episode was uh, the idea of the transition, right? Going from full-time at a job right, to, to going full-time at some point in your own business. And what has to happen, you know, from a, a mindset perspective, which you mentioned a couple of things, but also from a, a logistical perspective. So I was curious, you know, on, on your end, what that looked like even the first time around, where obviously, you know, you're a mother of, of now four kids and you obviously, you know, you have a lot going on. And there was also, I'm sure the thought that, like you mentioned of, oh, like, what about the benefits and the security? Um, so I'm curious, like from, from your personal experience and, and the, the work that you've done with the helping others throughout, through that transition, um, what are some, what are, what are some uh, pieces of advice that you can give on that? Or what is that transition meant to look like for most people? Yeah. Um, from a practical perspective, I really strongly recommend just starting as a side hustle um, and growing it from there, especially with that whole, like the security and benefits piece that you don't want to like, don't let it go. It's okay. Start something on the side um, and start building a caseload that way. And then when you've built enough of a caseload and you are even starting to get like a waiting list, right? Because you're only able to see people on the evenings and on the weekends, like you see that that demand is there, then make the leap, right? And then just put in your two weeks notice and say, okay, I'm doing this full time. You know, and that's for those who um, need that kind of security to make sure the boat is close to the dock before you jump into it. <laughs> um, makes it easy to to start doing that. The cons to that are that you still have a forty hour plus job a week. Um, and there's this is kind of a mindset thing that um, mindset and a natural law thing that you need space to create something new in your life. And when you are working forty hours, a week at this job, it's hard to find the time and space to market yourself and start building and doing all the things that, you know, I only see patients three days a week. Um, so two of my days are like, I call them admin days. It's not just, admin, but it's like the marketing and all the, um, all the behind the scenes stuff that I need to have that time for to build my business. So there's that too. So, um, creating that space first in your life, to allow yourself the room <laughs> to work on a business, knowing that you want to build a business. Um, some people might think is a little counterintuitive, like, oh, I need the caseload first. You're not going to get the caseload until you give some time and space to, you know, commit to, to building it. So there's that too. So maybe, you know, if you don't want to quit your job, going to part-time or something like that, right. Or doing like a PRN or DM or something. Um, before making the leap into, into your own private practice full time. So that's like a practical step, you know? And then I think a lot of people get hung up on all of the logistical stuff. And there is a lot of logistical stuff to building a business. Um, and there are some core things that yes, like are absolutely 
bare minimum necessary to legally run a business in your state um, and not get in trouble for it, right? But all the other stuff is extraneous. So, you know, some people come asking about which EMR to use and like insurance or no insurance and how do you do this and how do you, and a lot of it in your schedule, what is your scheduling system? And it's like, these are not the first questions you should be asking. They really are not. Um, The first question you should be asking is, okay, like, how am I going to find patients? How am I going to actually, because that's what makes your business survive and thrive. So that's the first, and it's not an easily answerable question, you know, like, oh, go get whatever PT everywhere, EMR, like it's not a one-line answer, Um, but that's the most important question to be asking. And then that, and then find your first patient and go treat them. Like you don't even really necessarily need to have liability insurance and a business license in place. You don't really, um, depends on your risk tolerance. But, um, if you do get that first patient asking you, Hey, can you come see me at home? Say yes, go online for five minutes, get a personal liability policy. If you don't have one already, I hope we all do anyway. I think that's good practice, even if we're in a job and then also take 10 to 15, 30 minutes online to apply for a business license in every state. It's different. Um, but you can just get a like sole proprietorship. And for me, I'm in Alaska. That literally takes five minutes. Now that it's COVID time, it's free. There's no fee and you print it out online, all done, ready to go. So, um, you know, if you're going to get different kind of structure, it may take a little more time, but really that's all that's in place to kind of like cover your butt, start seeing patients, start getting paid. And then from there, slowly build Um, documentation like pen and paper doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to take insurance. That's super uncomplicated. Just charge cash, scheduling, put stuff in your phone, like HIPAA considerations. Yes, but you don't or pen and paper for a calendar. So simplify, I guess is what I'm just trying to say, right? Like really guys, keep it simple. Just get started. And then you can make all of those other decisions about all the bells and whistles that make up, you know, an efficient practice later on when you start needing it. Now that I have multiple therapists and yeah, like, and I'm doing billing and all the things like, yes, I need systems in place to keep me efficient. So I'm not wasting time on, on things that don't need to be consuming all my time. Yeah. That comes later. Yeah, I love that. Uh, you know, it, it's it's so it's so interesting whether we do it because because you know we don't know, or whether it's one of those things where we are procrastinating on purpose mm. to avoid the thing that we know we should be doing, which is having conversations with other human beings. <laughs> which yeah. For some for some reason, it, it, it can be so hard. Um, you know, because again, it's not something that we're used to doing. So I, I love that, you know, it's, it's definitely something that I also see quite often. It's like, let's have all the things in place, you know, for when I do get a patient and whatever, for this thing happens and that thing happens. It's, and it's like, well, all those things with a limited amount of time that you already have, if you're still working your full-time job is going to consume, you know, hours mm-hmm. and hours and hours of your life. And, you know, six months later, you're still connecting all the dots and you still don't have your first patient when you could have gotten, like you mentioned, your, your patients got in some revenue to come in, quit your job and had more time to get more clients and then systemize and, you know, have all, like you said, the bells and whistles and, and yeah. all of that good stuff set up or pay someone to do it for you even better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. 
So yeah. I, I love, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Perfectionism is a form of procrastination. Mm, yes. You only get to have everything in place first. Yeah. Is Yeah. I love that you said that it's procrastination because it definitely, definitely is. And I'm a recovering perfectionist myself. So I get it. <laughs> But yeah, that's, yeah, like it doesn't need to be perfect. And actually, you know, action, massive imperfect action beats perfect inaction any day. So a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, you know, when it comes to that transition point, what are your thoughts and maybe they're different now versus what they were uh, when you were going through it, but you know, something like benefits, benefits is something that I know keeps so many people, you know, stuck at their job for maybe, you know, sometimes a little bit longer than they should be there. Mm. And, and whether, and every, obviously everyone's situation is different. You know, there's multiple factors that come into play. Uh, but what, what was your personal experience with that? And, you know, has your mindset shifted on, on what's necessary to have, what's not, uh, depending on the different factors in someone's life. It absolutely has. Yeah. <clears throat> like I mentioned, that was a thing that I was kind of like latching onto and couldn't let go of. Um, and in my opinion, I mean, looking back at myself and looking at other people that, um, go through this is I think it's, um, kind of a scapegoat for people to latch onto, Oh, this is the thing that I can't let go to justify their fear right? Of branching out and doing their own thing. Like that's too scary. Why is that too scary? Oh, it's because the benefits are too important. <laughs> right. Whereas like, if we really look at it and objectively you know, have being on the other side of it and like establishing my own, you know, health insurance and like the retirement and life insurance and all those things, you can go out and go get your own policies. Like you don't need them through an employer. They're out there. <laughs> You just need to be proactive about getting them. They're not going to come nicely packaged in a, with a little red bow, right? You can actually just go talk to an insurance agent and <laughs> pay, pay, write them a check and get a get a policy, right? I mean, it can be hard to find with health insurance. Um, it's hard to find affordable health insurance, but my secret tip is go find a Christian healthcare cost-sharing ministry. They tend to work the same way and they're much more affordable. So. Yeah, looking back, it it holds way more weight than it needs to. And even when you have a family to take care of, you know, again, radical responsibility. Like, are you going to depend on your employer for those things that you feel you need in your life? If you feel you need them in your life, then take responsibility for them and go find them somewhere else. And you're going to have more control over that, right? Like employers change their benefits plans all the time. Your health insurance premiums change all the time and you don't really know what's going on, or at least I didn't, <laughs> like I wasn't paying enough. Attention. Like, why is it twice as much now that I'm not working, you know, part-time instead of full-time? It's like, oh, I didn't know that's going to happen. You know, so just looking at the things in your life that you really can take control over and you can make decisions over and recognize that that is in your own hands and you don't need to be depending on your employer to supply those things. So Yeah. As far as benefits goes, like, yeah, who yeah. needs them? <laughs> right, and I think no. I mean, I know for a fact that's that's one one of like the major components that holds people back. Mm -hmm. um, and I have the same, you know, say, same opinion on it. You know, it's so many people think that like 
like that's something how am I going to get it if I don't have an employer to give it to me but you like you mentioned it's out there we can literally get our own policies Um, and you know it's just I think one thing though for sure is um, that, that I have found, I'm not sure if you found this too, that when we're setting goals for how much we want to make, we also have to remember that, hey, like we are going to have to cover, you know, things like health insurance and any other benefits that you'd like to have. So, you know, st- have some stretch goals with what you want to actually make to, to actually cover the things that typically would be taken care of for you. Because um, mm-hmm. I see a lot of people kind of saying, hey, I, I just want to like make this much amount of money, but it's like when you have, you know, taxes and everything else that, that you have to uh, take care of, it makes sense to, to stretch out the monthly goals that you have for yourself from a financial perspective. Anyway, just a thought that came to mind as I was, you know, yeah. to you. No, it's so. an important point. And I think it's important to um, like either get a coach who can help you through all that math and that spreadsheet type of stuff, or, you know, find an accountant or a bookkeeper who can help you with those, um, the the number crunching because yeah like your yeah. taxes are going to be much more and there's just a lot of um therapists like they just want to help people they just want to take good care of their patients mm-hmm. and they just want to be free to treat people the way they were trained to treat people and not be under all of these limitations that the system puts on us right and uh so that's their motivation for going into business for themselves and it's not always the numbers like maybe they have yeah like a goal um, monthly salary that they want to take home. Um, but that's kind of the only thought that they put into it. And it's important to realize when you're going into business, like business is about money and numbers. And if that's not your strong suit, uh, you know, get support with, with that piece of it so that you can figure that out and have a business that keeps you afloat. And that actually, and that actually works and supports the lifestyle that you're looking for. 100%. 100%. Can't bury your head in the sand as far as that goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so true. And, you know, having a business is a beautiful thing, but it definitely exposes uh, your weaknesses. And, you know, whether it's uh, looking at them for what they are and making sure that we improve on them or hiring someone to do, <laughs> to do mm-hmm. the work for us, either yeah. either one works. Um, I think a base level knowledge of everything is, is always good to have. Uh, but but that's, that's a really good point. So for you uh, personally, Katie, what's What's a big personal win that you've had in the last month? Hmm. I hired another therapist. Awesome. So that I could step back a little bit from, from patient care. So I mentioned I have two days that I'm not seeing patients. I now, I, it was one day before. So, you know, partially growing and giving a lot of that. So we're, we are three now. We're two physical therapists and a PTA. So I had my own caseload and I was giving a lot to my other physical therapist and she's pretty full. And I'm like, Oh, we need, (laughs) we need another one. So handing off some of my caseloads so I can step back and run a business and also have more time for family life. And other, like I told you, I get bored easily. So I have like (laughs) multiple side hustles, (laughs) other passion projects I want time for. Um, so yeah, hired another therapist and, and building her up and we're actually getting ready to take a, a long, long vacation out of the country at the end of the year. So Ooh, that's exciting. That. Yeah. Where are you heading to? Uh, my husband's from Argentina. So we're going to go there and stay with his family for a while. Oh man, that's so good. It's going to be epic. He has all that's... these plans. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be epic. So on, on that note, you know, with having a family, having kids and that being obviously a big part of your life. What were some things that you had to do as you were, you know, now obviously you're, you've hired 
uh, physical therapists and physical therapy assistants, and you're starting to grow your team so you can start to pull yourself back, which is great because you're able to have even more balance and spend more time with your family and, and those passion projects that I love to know uh, a little bit more about in a second. But you know, as you were as you were starting and growing, what were some things you either had to have in place or things that you did to make sure that you were still you know, obviously focus on the business and its growth because it is, it is its, its own baby in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, you know, taking care of the family. Mm-hmm. A big piece of that is getting support. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I think a big thing that I've learned like in this past year <clears throat> is how much more space you have to achieve things and build things when you have help. Right. Um, I'm very much a, a DIYer and um, have held on to that for a long time, but realizing that I can hire a nanny and that that's okay to have a nanny come in and take care of my kids during my work day so that I can have a work day. And, you know, I felt bad about that before. And there's, I don't know if guys get this, but for moms, there's this whole mom guilt that I feel guilty when I'm at work and I feel guilty when I'm not at work and I'm with my kids <laughs> because I'm also pretty much the primary breadwinner. So there's this complex there to work through, um, but getting help with kids, getting help with cleaning the house, you know, that was something I resisted for a long time because like, I can clean my own house. Like, dude, I'm not one of those people that like can't touch something dirty. That's not me, but saving myself four hours on a Saturday by having hiring someone for $15 an hour, whatever. I don't even know how much I'm paying (laughs) to clean my house when I make $200 plus an hour for, for my, you know, clinical time and coaching time or whatever. Like, what is my time worth is, is the point I'm making. Like, if this is the hourly rate that I want to make or am making, like, what is my time worth? And then is it worth me paying someone $200 an hour to clean my bathroom. It is not. So making space for that, hiring out those things, again, to create space. I talked about this creating space in your life so that it can be filled with those revenue generating activities, right? In business, um, Javier, I'm sure you have heard of this. There's like the I don't even know what the number is, 85, 15% where, or 20, 80, something like that, where like really 20% of your activities are going to produce 80% of your results. It's a Pareto's principle. I don't is that know what I'm it is? that right, but that's what it is. Yeah. Nice. I didn't know how to, had a name, but taking that to heart, right. Where you, and we kind of mentioned this before about like getting all the bells and whistles is like, is that really going to move the needle forward on your business? So you need to analyze what you're spending your time on. And is that moving your needle forward in your business or in your life? Again, I could spend four hours on a Saturday cleaning the bathrooms, or I could take my kids out to the park and get in some quality time and some quality memories. So that's a big thing. And, you know, if you're just starting out, like it still applies, like, what are you spinning your wheels on and wasting time on? Like perfecting how your consent form looks and your logo and like, doesn't matter. <laughs> so take those 15 minutes that you could spend tweaking the design of your logo and go spend 15 minutes and go talk to some people and go talk to a doctor that you've been meaning to meet, right? Things like that. So yeah, hiring, determining what your time is worth and making sure that your time, things you're spending your time doing are worth the salary that you want to be making. I love that. You know, I, I always tell the story about um, 
when we first bought our home not too long ago, about a year and a half ago, uh, you know, me and my fiance were chatting and she's like, oh, we need this, we need that, we need a lawnmower. And I'm like, uh, lawnmower for what? <laughs> I'm like, so <laughs> like, we have a lot of grass out there. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> you know, we don't need a lawnmower because as soon as we get a lawnmower, that means I have to cut the grass. But you have to cut it. <laughs> and that's not happening. <laughs> so, <laughs> so one of the first things I did was hire a lawn mowing service. Uh -huh. Number one, yeah. it's hot outside. We live in Florida. It's humid. Mm -hmm. You know, there's someone out there that can do a much better job than me for a lot less. <laughs> like mm, exactly. I'm hiring this out. <laughs> and you know, as 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 you were you were mentioning that, I think it's so easy to forget about those other activities that we are doing throughout the day. You know, at the house, whatever that we can actually outsource to someone else. So, you know, I even tell our clients, like when we're thinking about, about hiring, before you think about hiring anyone for your business, like what personal things can you offload that you don't really enjoy doing anyway? And, you know, it's, it's from a business perspective, like you were mentioning, like what is worth my time and what isn't? And it's so interesting. I find like, well, and I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm very skeptical that when people say, well, I love washing the dishes or I love mowing the lawn or I love, and I'm like, really? Like, if, you're you lying. Had, if, like if you had a choice, right, to mow the lawn or go out, you know, and do your favorite hobby, go have a walk on the beach, go for a hike, whatever it might be, which one would you choose? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so it's like there, that there's a lot of time that we can get back from doing that. And, you know, I don't have kids yet, so I don't know a lot about the guilt either in either direction mm -hmm. yet. Um, but I think for those that are experiencing that, possibly one thing to remind, to remind yourself of is that it doesn't have to be forever. You know, if, if you know that your business is going to grow to the point where you can, like what you're doing now, Katie, buy back your time by hiring team members, then, you know, that's, that's a, a sacrifice that you should be willing to make in the short term so you can grow your business to the point where you don't have to you know, like you're doing now work and treat anymore. So you can spend mm -hmm. that time with your family and you're the one taking care of your kids or doing whatever it is that you want to do, even if it's for the short term. And I thought uh, having that in mind, knowing that, Hey, this is not a forever thing, but it is going to allow me to grow faster uh, in the short, like, you know, in the now is always a good uh, thing to have in your mind. So, yeah, <clears throat> I do think you're right. I do agree. And there's certainly sacrifices that need to be made, but mm -hmm for myself, for myself and for other people that I know that can kind of, kind of get, just get caught up in the momentum. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it's really important for people to make those like five-year vision boards and what is your life going to be like in five years and setting yourself, um, timelines and like, this is what it's going to be like in six months. This is what it's going to be like in a year to not get caught up in, um, living your whole life, like in the hustle. Um, because it can be really easy to stay in the hustle and be missing out on your kids growing up. And it six months turns into three years and you're like, wait, this isn't, this wasn't my plan. <laughs> You've kind of lost control of it. Um, so having the vision and the planning of like, okay, this is, I'm going to hustle for six months and then reevaluate and see where I'm at. But there has to be the balance and the way we live our days is the way we live our life. So don't live your life caught up in that, in that hustle. There needs to be, even when you are hustling, it needs to be balanced. Um, you know, and it might be like an 80, 20 split where you're like working. And then the 20% is like family and self-care. You've got to still get it in. Um, cause otherwise you're going to burn out and then you can't help anybody. 
if you're burnt out, right? Mm-hmm. And I say this as a cautionary tale because I've gotten caught up in that myself where yeah. like, I remember like a week or two going by and I was like, I have no idea what's going on with my children. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't even like seen them. I probably, (laughs) I like tuck them into bed and buy and I don't, I'm like, yeah. What my kid has a field trip that he needs to pay for. I didn't even know that this is going on. So yeah. um, yeah. Making sure that your priorities are still where they're supposed to be Mm. even in the day-to-day hustle. So. I love that. I love that. And, you know, speaking about it's, it's so funny. You mentioned uh five-year vision and, and planning because uh, my next question for you was going to be, what, what are your plans for life and business in the next five years? Like, what do you, where do you see yourself going? I know you have a few different passion projects that you're um, that you're working on. Um, do you see yourself pursuing one more than the other? Like, what, what does that look like for you? It's mm, a really good question. I've been thinking about that lately, <clears throat> but um, for yeah, it's kind of, there's multiple. <laughs> so time will tell like where my interests really um, end up settling. But I mean, I want my practice to grow beyond me. I'd love to bring on uh, the other disciplines, especially when I'm in pediatrics where um, most kids who need PT really also need like OT and speech. So I'd love to be able to bring some of the other disciplines in, grow to multiple therapists and really me just stepping back and not being much involved, like being the business owner, but, um, giving that kind of a life of its own. And again, to have the revenue, to have the kind of lifestyle that me and my husband want, um, and having four kids and wanting to give them all of the opportunities that I want them to have. Right. And, um, traveling his parents are in Argentina, mine are in New Hampshire. And so we'd love to be able to travel and see our families more often. So having that freedom, having the revenue there, I have, yeah, some other side hustles that I want to grow into kind of a more stable, steady thing. And one of them is, um, how do I summarize this? (laughs) (laughs) I really am passionate about healthcare and not just physical therapy, but our healthcare system at large, like in this country and without getting on a soapbox, there are so many ways that I see um, that the system could be improved from our perspective of healthcare providers, patients as well. But I think um, with our healthcare system being so just intertwined with politics and economics and just all of, you know, that are just really hard to affect the changes that I think we all wish we could see, um, starting with the healthcare providers. So from kind of a grassroots perspective, I have this kind of project up my sleeve to give them a platform and give them a voice for kind of coming together and, and connecting in a way that we can start improving our healthcare system in the way that we all feel, you know, again, I won't get on a soapbox, but that's kind of a, a passion project that I have that is in my five-year vision yeah. and I need space, yeah. <laughs> I need more space to work on that. <laughs> totally. Totally. That, that is, that's awesome. And I, I love, you know, just, um, just based on the the piece of advice that you gave all of us, even, right of the idea of having that having that vision for what it is that you want to do and what's what's really neat about that is that vision of you wanting to have the the space and the time to to create that because 
as yeah, like you said, you and I both know the healthcare system needs a t- complete remodel, um, well, destru- destruction and then and then actually a rebuild, uh, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just tear it down. Just tear it down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like bulldoze it. You know, whatever you have to do. Yeah. Um, but I think I think that it just goes to show, like having that vision allows you to reverse engineer what has to happen for you to get that space, mm-hmm. uh, and that's you know an ongoing thing. So that's that's really cool. I love that. Yeah. Um, beautiful. Well. I'd love to know uh, if you don't mind sharing with our audience uh, where they can keep up with you and your work, if they'd like to learn more about you. Yeah, I have a website. So it's katiegatika.com. And on there is, that's kind of my, um, so I have a whole bunch of like courses. I have continuing education courses. Um, I offer coaching to those who need some support, knowing how to get up and running and and growing. Um, So those resources are on there, just katiegatika.com. I have a free mini series training for, again, just knowing how to start your own mobile cash-based practice. So it's a four-part just video training that you can opt in for on that website there. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm technically on Instagram. I don't do a lot there. So (laughs) you can look me up, but there won't be much going on. (laughs) So on my website and on, on Facebook are good places to find me and happy to connect with people again, like connecting, sending me a message through Facebook. If you want to get a hold of me is a good way to, to do that. Awesome. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Uh, this has been an absolute blast. I know you shared a ton of value with all of our listeners. So, uh, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you too. This is fun. Awesome. All right, everyone. Well, uh, we will see you next time on the next episode of healthcare business radio. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn how to build a successful business. So I have something special just for you. If you are a healthcare expert who is in business or is aspiring to be, and you're curious about how to grow a profitable, impactful business, then you are going to want to pay attention because as a listener of this show, I want you to win. So I've created a bundle of resources exclusively for the listeners of Healthcare Business Radio. If you are tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing, and sales all on your own, and you are ready to implement what's already proven to work, rather than reinventing the wheel, you are going to want to head over to healthcarebusinessradio.com forward slash insider. And there you will find over $7,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching that is only available for listeners of this show. So if you want to know how to increase your income, impact more people, and build a business that works for the lifestyle that you want and that serves your family at the highest possible level, head over to healthcarebusinessradio.com forward slash insider right now so you can win big in your healthcare business and in life.